0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. We are live on location today, but still in season three. I hate when you do that. Thank you. Marketing and media, bringing you the best of the West from all the different corners of the marketing world. Abby, tell them who we're talking to today.
1: Well, we're coming at you. I think this is important to mention. Not just live on location, but live on location from the swine barn. The swine <laughs> swine barn down here at the NFR. Um, we have a really special guest today. You might know him as Deanie Weenie String Bikini. We know him as Dean Sutton, <laughs> marketing manager for Beck sunglasses. Dean, how are, how are you?
2: you? I'm great. Your guys' studio is a uh, really lovely. I'm gonna. There's a little bit of a smell. I'm not gonna lie to you. But other Abby. than that, it's great.
0: Oh. We had a long drive yesterday. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> so Dean we're so happy that we got to do this you're our first in-person guest so this is exciting you're
1: making history
2: no uh, absolutely I always make history so that's pretty no I'm of just I course. feel like I was telling you guys earlier. like I feel like I'm probably gonna be your most boring because I feel like everyone else you interview is really like spectacular and awesome like Randy and those guys like so I might I apologize for anyone listening if this is really boring <laughs>
1: Well, you know, if you're still here listening after he gave that really enticing introduction for himself and what we might talk about today, stick around because um, (laughs) it might
0: be average. Yes, yes. So let's get started with, take us back to the beginning. Like, how did you get into the Western industry at all, period, dot?
2: Um, So I was in college. I was actually an aviation major. I was studying to be a commercial pilot, and I uh, decided I wanted to ride bulls because I grew up, like, around Western stuff, but I never actually rodeoed, and I decided uh, when I was 18, and my mom couldn't tell me what to do anymore, (laughs) that I was going to start riding bulls, and uh, riding bulls and flying doesn't exactly go hand in hand because I was hurt a lot.
0: Was it the safety thing that she was worried about?
2: Yeah, and like... (laughs) With the
0: flying... Slash bull, bull
2: Well, not even like really, I just kept getting like I got stepped on the very first bull I ever rode, which should have been wow. a sign like I probably shouldn't do this. But uh, <laughs>
1: let's do that again.
2: <laughs> yeah, some something in my brain said that. But so I dislocated my elbow my sophomore year and had to miss like three months of flying and I fell really far behind. Mm. And so I kind of grew to not like flying anymore. And then I was ready to drop out of college and I was like, whatever, I'm done with this. Like, I'm not going to do this. I might as well just go get a job at Walmart or whatever. And
1: The second natural yeah. solution yeah. to that. Um, first comes aviation, in. then comes bull riding. And if neither of those work out, and Walmart, Walmart is, will always
2: be there. is a close one. No, yeah. And so I talked to my mom. And that, actually, the school I went to just kind of developed this program called Outdoor Product Design Development. I was like, well, that sounds cool. I like hunting. I'll go do that. And so we had to do an internship for that program. And I just one day with... Watching a Dale Brisby video, and this is back in like the beginning of Dale Brisby. So I was just watching, and this is like, and so I just Instagram DM'd him because I needed to find an internship to do, and I wanted to do something in the Western industry. To Dale,
0: you just slid into yeah, his DMS. Just,
2: and this is bold, like, Move, bold. Yeah, I was just like, well, he, all that can happen is that he says no, and mm. it ended up he was like, actually, we were just talking about hiring somebody, like that would be perfect, and it was kind of a bit of a mess, like not a mess. We were trying to coordinate because I'd have him sign papers to say like I was actually doing an internship, not just saying like oh I'm going to hang out with this guy doing right, stuff. Right. Right. And uh, and so I actually ended up I was going down to the Heldorado Days PBR, which I don't even know if they're doing anymore. So that's such how long ago it was. <laughs> um, and he was down there doing Dale the things. I, I don't think he was ended up or anything, but.
1: I don't think you have to say anything beyond Dale
2: things. Yeah, And so I ended up meeting up and like all these people are like taking their picture with him. I'm like, hey, so can you like sign this like official document <laughs> that says I'm doing an internship While with you? you're signing
1: things. Yeah.
2: Can I get your autograph? But like all right here all on like this line. like in a line. very real way.
1: More of a commitment. Um,
2: and so then I, that was in, yeah. So that was in May of 2017, right before the end of the semester. I hopped in my truck, drove down there. I was supposed to be there for a month and did and i was the first intern he had and got firecrackers thrown at me and oh gosh. all <laughs> sorts of wild stuff but it was it was a really really good experience like it's people are always like was that miserable and I other was like, than
1: the firecrackers <laughs> other than the
2: firecrackers it was not bad that's and so... I mean,
1: this is a guy who got stepped on off of his first bull, so I really don't right. think firecrackers are probably yeah. a, a
2: deal-breaker. No, there they're not. Definitely not. Um, so I went down there, and I did that internship, and I learned a lot from him. And I was actually down there for the apparel line. Like, I was kind of doing the apparel and stuff, and I was mm. down there for that. And I kind of fell in love with the social media aspect of what he did and creating content and figuring out times to post and stuff like that. Mm. And so I kind of did that, and then i ended up staying he actually had ended up uh bulging a disc in his back right before i got down there mm. so i was only supposed to be down there a month and i ended up being there like two and a half months oh wow and wow. was very much so debating just staying and not going back to school but my mother would not have been a happy camper
1: <laughs> so um, that's what changed your mind your mom or was there
2: well, more in that decision? well no it was just more my mom was I was like, I can't not drop out of school now. Like, I just changed my major. Like. Mm. But I went back and I was like, man, I really, I love product design. And I'm very interested in product design. But I didn't want to have a career in it. And mm. I decided that. But then I, was, I had already been in school for four years at that point. And I was like, wow. I don't want to go to school. anymore. So right. I went and talked to my advisor. And I ended up graduating with a degree in agriculture with an emphasis on product design. And I got out of there the next year. But it turns out when you're applying for jobs, they want you to have, like, more than two months' experience.
0: Turns out. Which, Hate that. Hate that.
2: Who knew? So, <laughs> so I ended up through Dale, and I owe a lot to Dale because through him I met a lot of people at, like, high school finals rodeo we went to together. Mm-hmm. And you meet a lot of people in the industry at that event because it's usually – all the kids are out doing stuff, so all the people in the industry kind of hang out together. Mm-hmm. And so I, I met some people from Since Jeans at high school finals when I was there with Dale. And so then I had just graduated and was like, what do I do now? Like, I have this degree that I don't want to use. And so I called um, the guy who was in charge of events at Since Jeans. And I was like, so do you guys have events going on? Like, I'm just trying to find work, just get my like foot in the door. And so I ended ended up working events for like a year and a half where I met the lady, Jessica Whaler, who's in charge of the marketing at Cinch. And her and I, when we were out there, I was just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't get a job. Like nobody's even giving you a Because it's the biggest scam in the world. Everybody wants you to have experience, but nobody wants you to give experience.
1: Uh, Right, right. That is a big catch-22.
2: And Mm -hmm. so it's like, what the heck are you supposed to do? So I ended up calling Jessica one day I was living at home in my parents' house. Real rock star move at 24 years old, or I was probably 23 at the time. But I'm back living there now. So see, yeah, that's an even bigger it rock star move. It all comes move.
0: full circle.
2: <laughs> but uh, I kind of told her what was going on because I was interviewing for a lot of companies, like PBR, like all these companies in the Western mm. industry. And everyone's like... Like, that's great, you in, intern for Dale, and like, we like Dale, but you're not Dale and you don't have any experience. And I was like, uh, well, that's fair. <laughs>
1: that's, that hurts, <her laughs> right, yeah. but you're not wrong.
2: And so I talked to her and she's like, well, we could like, I was like, do you guys have any internship openings at Cinch? She's she's like, well, right now we don't really, but let me see like what I can do. And she ended up getting it all figured out. And I don't know if you guys have ever been down to Denver, but it's a real expensive place to live. So she ended yeah. up mm-hmm. helping me out a lot and get me a paid internship salary. So I was there for six months and really learned even more about like the more technical side of social media, I guess you could say. Because mm. Dale, we were making co- with more content creation. Okay. And he does know a lot about the technical side, but that's just... I had a hard time focusing when I was down there because I was trying to do the apparel side, but I was like, man, I really don't want to do that. I really mm-hmm. like this part instead. So I went and did a six-month internship with Cinch and lived down in Denver. And even still then, like, six months is great and all, but people want you to have a lot of experience. So I was calling all these places and sending in all these applications. And one day Cheech, who works with Dale and does a bunch of stuff with him, I was like, you know man? You should call these guys at Back Sunglasses. Like they have a social media person, but like, I think you'd be a really good fit with them. And so I cold called uh, Jason Adams, my boss, and said, oh my I said, hey, so I'm just finished up an internship with Since Jeans. Give me a job. He was like, wow. he said, absolutely not. Like, what? Who are you? You're
1: like, you, you will hire me. That was and, my elevator pitch. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I just need somebody to give me a shot. I know what I'm doing. I know, like, I could do it. And I was, and him and I talked for a while on the phone. He's like, I don't have any positions open. Like, I'm sorry. He's like, and he said, shoot me your resume. Like, I'll look at it. Keep it on file. Mm. And two hours later, mm. he called me back and mm. said, I'm gonna create a position for you. Wow. When can wow. you be down here? And so my internship at Cinch finished on a Wednesday. I drove down there Thursday. My first day of work was on Friday. Wow. And got started doing that. And I was at the time I was just doing social media for him, content creation. And I it was definitely a culture shock. I didn't really know what I was doing, <laughs> mm. but what I've learned and I still do this that you I definitely fake it till you make it and mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. Yep. but so I kind of did that for a while and then corona and kind of tough times kind of hit and I took a little break and decided to vacation mm-hmm. and ski and hunt with my dad and like yeah
0: it was it was things. a really
2: rough summer for me everyone's like oh corona sucks my parents bought a boat last year so we, <laughs> so we went boat I boated and fished just about every day this summer and worked on my tan um, that
1: sounds terrible Cut. Yeah, it You're was pretty. It was pretty rough, so honestly.
2: Um, it was really good for my influencer status. Right, See, like, of course. This should be a really good interview for you guys. Cause I'm a little bit of a jack of all trades. <laughs> That's I, like, why we asked you. I work in social yeah. media and
1: and I'm a super an influencer. You're an icon.
2: Although I'm still like a little pissed. There he is. <laughs> I uh, the Western Runway. I have some beef. I don't. I have some beef. Spilling the tea here your tea today,
1: Careful. Yeah, yeah. It's about to be spilled. Um, careful, careful.
2: I think they discriminate against mullets because nobody on their <laughs> list had mullets, is I'm pretty <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> that has that to must be have it. Been it. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Yeah. Western runway. Yeah. I
2: got beef. Mullets. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: big print. Big font.
2: <laughs> but it's whatever. I mean, I'm not salty, but I'm like a little salty.
1: <laughs> and I just wanted to bring it up on a really public forum.
2: <laughs> so I was hunting and fishing. journey. And Jason a called me up one day and he's like, we need help on social media but like can you just do it like contract from home and I was like yeah you, you bet like I can mm. work from my boat and <laughs> post pictures and like comments and kind of work on engagement and then him and I were on a phone call one day and he's like what do you think we need from marketing? I said you need to hire somebody that's actually doing it full-time like I'm I'll help you as much as I can but mm-hmm. unless I'm a full-time employee I'm not gonna put everything and I love the company and he knows I love the company but I was like I can't put that much time into something I'm not an employee for right and so he was like yeah I know what you mean and then the next day he was like so what do you think should we do you want to come back and work and I was like uh, I'll have to think about it because I got laid off the last time and I don't know if right. anybody's ever been through that's not the most fun experience to move and have to do all that stuff yeah. and then talked with family and stuff and decided sure why not And so then I moved down there and took over the role of a uh, marketing manager, which was a way bigger role than I'd ever had in my life and involved a lot more than just social media. So I was, mm. spent a lot of nights Googling and YouTubing how to figure stuff <laughs> out. I don't. YouTube's the coolest thing in the world. I don't know what people did without it. You can literally <laughs> learn anything on there. And if you don't know how to do something, Someone and you don't know you. how to YouTube it, you're failing 2020,
0: <laughs> honestly.
2: It's, you could learn how to do open heart surgery on YouTube i'm well, yesterday I don't think
0: I... we learned how Ooh.
1: to um, well we didn't learn how to we just learned about the process let's not we make learned it how to me.
0: embalm bodies
2: terrifying that's a little frightening and it's i'm protest. not sure i want to be alone in a swine <laughs> barn with you anymore
0: <laughs> well we I already like,
1: have you here i You've like to lost. think of it
0: as a life skill
1: <laughs> a death
2: skill if you will
1: oh <laughs> god so i have a question what would be, what would you have to say to companies who aren't investing in marketing? They're not investing in a person They're to do stupid. that. Like, <laughs> tell us why. Why, why should companies okay, but be, be doing honest. That? But be honest. <laughs> tell us how you really feel.
2: Well, you don't even, so that's a tough question because you don't need to invest a lot in marketing. Mm-hmm. With today's day and age and social media and how fast you can spread information, you can do it fairly cheaply. But you have to know what you're doing and be consistent with it and have somebody that knows what they're doing and hire that out. But, like, you don't need to spend what is the million dollars on Super Bowl ads anymore to get in front of right. four billion people? Like, mm. that's social media every day. But right. to people, companies that don't have social media are absolutely missing out on essentially free advertisement mm. and getting in front of millions and millions of people with all it takes is one person sharing your story, sharing your post. And all of a sudden you go from 15,000 followers to 40,000 followers. And so it's it's, – the marketing is a very hard deal to even work in because you can't put an exact, like, number on what it's bringing in. So Mm. you can spend all this money sponsoring 40 guys that are the best rodeo cowboys in the world, and they're bringing in sunglass sales, but you can't see exactly what sales are coming in from them. So it's a very Mm. hard thing to wrestle with on – is what we're doing worth it and is that selling that much money worth of sunglasses right because that's another thing you have to factor into it like we and we don't have a huge sponsorship budget so we have to kind of right now we only have one paid Interesting. and um he's a really good guy and he's great for our brand but we kind of had a lot at one point and we kind of said we're paying these guys a lot of money and not making that back from what we're paying them and And we still like the guys, and they're great guys. Like, all the guys we sponsor are...
0: So it's really on the... It's on a marketing side, but it's also on an influencer side of... Like, what does that give and take look like? Because you're really just adding value back and forth.
2: Yeah, and so that's... I was actually pretty fortunate with Bex. When I came on, they had a pretty solid list of influencers. And so, like, I... A lot of people talk about the struggle with dealing with influencers I didn't have to really do that. All the ones that Bex has are freaking rock stars. And mm-hmm. anytime I need them to do anything or holler at them, they're like, yeah, absolutely. Like, cool. I had a girl today. I texted her at 11 o'clock this morning. And I was like, it's super last minute. Could you do a takeover today? And she's like, absolutely. Cool. And so, like, we have a really good group of people. And so it's – influencers are kind of – they're a hard thing because a lot of people want to do influencer marketing. But giving away free products hard, yeah. especially uh-huh. – when you're a smaller business, like people think, Bex is a really big company. There's 12 employees, I think, total at Bex. Mm.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, like I would not have assumed that about Bex. Which We're is good. That's how that we.
2: That's how we want it to be. We always right. want to look like a bigger mm-hmm. company than you are. So exactly. I maybe shouldn't even said that, but. No, whatever. I
0: think that's important because the people listening yeah. are the people that are wanting the behind the scenes. Well. Of- companies and building yeah it's important to put your presence out there and I think that's part of marketing too right is to make yourself look to make yourself be marketable yeah
2: and that's Mm -hmm. that's what it is exactly and this was long before I was even there Jason Adams the president he was an old rodeo cowboy Mm. and he was a team roper and him and his brother were out rodeoing and he kind of just figured out there was a need and so him he started the thing from scratch and actually flew over to China and just went knocking on doors trying to figure out what the heck to do. Wow, and he knew there was a need for sunglasses that could live the cowboy lifestyle, and nothing <laughs> That's true. And like That's you true. can spend 300 dollars on a pair of I'm not going to name the other brands, but yeah, and they, they're going to fly off your head when you right. Right. your horse starts going or whatever and so he's like, there's a need, I'm going to do it." And him and his wife started the thing in uh, 2010. And he did a really good – he was known in the industry, so that definitely helped him have some credibility and kind of just grew it from there. And so by the time I got there, like, Beck's kind of already had the credibility side of it. Like, mm. they are the sunglass in the Western industry. Mm-hmm. And there's competitors, but we don't even try and focus on them because we just try and do what we do good enough that it doesn't matter what they do.
0: Like you're saying, you know, you don't always have to be a paid –
2: Influencer
0: to be able to add value and for you guys to add value back to them
2: as well. I So like part of my job, like especially when I was doing social media, people are like, oh, you're working full time as a social media manager or whatever. And they're like, that's stupid. Like it takes 15 seconds to post. But Mm. most of the time what you do is you're researching algorithms and you're figuring out like, and we're just like figuring out like micro versus macro influencers, which is a huge thing right now because one has a lot of followers and one of them has... A low number of followers, but very loyal followers, and like, because yeah, people like these people that have are paying millions of dollars to get their product on these people that have hundreds of thousands of followers, but the people that mm-hmm. follow them don't trust them because they change. They know it's for uh, a paycheck. Interesting. And so I, I believe Super it's the macro. macro that, that would be the macro is the big right. one, and then so micro, you can find somebody with three thousand followers, but they are loyal to those 3000 and those guys trust their word that's way more valuable than anything and p- people with that amount of following are usually just stoked to be a part of something like right. that and mm. they're usually more genuine honest people which is at least for Beck back sunglasses like that's what we're looking for mm. and and then so, so there's that side of the influence and then there's also content side of the influence so there's a mm. lot of different branches off the influencer tree and most of ours cross all of them and they're like i said they're freaking rock stars but sometimes we'll pick somebody up that might not sell a pair of sunglasses but they have a really good mom that's a really good photographer Ah, and they're taking really good pictures that match our style and so that's we get about a dm a day at least asking to be ambassadors and that's kind of what it takes to be on like if you gotta either produce really solid content you gotta either have a really loyal following or a really high engagement rate and to (laughs) to anybody that's trying to be an influencer like that's that's really what that me and I talk to other people in the industry about. Like if you have 16,000 followers, that's great. But you're getting 50 likes on your pictures. Mm. That doesn't do anything for us. It's yeah. you got to have yeah. figure out how to bring value to whatever brand you want to be a part of.
1: That's so good. That is so. So say that again. That was
2: quality content, high Qual- engagement, high engagement and the loyal following.
1: Loyal following. Which they even- go hand in
2: hand. If you have a loyal following, your engagement's going to be good.
1: Yeah,
0: and even yeah. these like you said these macro influencers. People follow them maybe because the pictures
1: catch their attention, yeah. or something right, right. they somebody sees that they have a lot of followers so they're yeah. like, "Oh, I should." Or you just followers. know who they
2: are, like mm-hmm. it's celebrities for right. I'm not going right. to mention her name, but last year when I was work, working for them the first time, there's this girl that has 2 million followers on Instagram and you're like we were like, "You know what? Let's just see what it costs to like get stuff on her." It was I got to remember I think it was $150,000. What? for whoa, whoa. per post, $25,000 to get we on her story. <laughs> yeah, and, you can't and I was it. like, how are companies like, but, but she does it and that same influencer, she represented one clothing brand and then I'm sure whoever else paid her more money mm-hmm. and she switched clothing brands. So like she broke her trust of her fault, but they still follow her because they all knew who she was. Gotcha. But right. nobody's gonna be like, oh yeah, she supports this. So it's just, that's the biggest thing, like, about the loyal font. Like, your followers have to trust you to be like, okay, you're selling sunglasses, for instance. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to buy these sunglasses, and they're not going to suck because you just wanted to get a paycheck, which is what Mm -hmm. happens a lot of times with those macro influencers. The
1: loyalty happens on a lot of levels, then. You have loyal followers, but you also yourself have to be loyal to your own brand identity, what you're buying into what you're representing. and that's yeah.
0: what i was wondering is okay so what does that look like an influencer that you can trust
2: we prefer influencers to have worn a product before so love that
1: love that that's come up many times
2: so like we don't want to just for a while there we did we did that we just sent free product out to everyone and anybody and like go ahead like you take good pictures but we want somebody that's actually like a brand loyalist Ooh, already the right. and they already are very big fans of the product and they're stoked to be part of our team and be wearing the product because they love the product before they even get it in their hands mm. and so that's kind of the like and we don't really ever reach out to ambassadors anymore like and we'll wait for people to reach for us because we know those people actually want it and we can't accept yeah. everybody obviously we wish we could but we want people to reach out to us because we want people that want to be on our team we don't want to be like oh we'll give you this this and this please be on our team like and beg them right, right. we want people that love the brand and we'll be little soldiers for us out there <laughs>
0: that's a great kate and oh, little yeah. sunglasses yeah <laughs> they're little sunglasses soldiers oh my gosh so
1: then this makes me wonder i'm going back to the beginning of your story where you were that person reaching out mm. to different brands to different companies you hit some walls along the way. What would be your advice, then, to people who are reaching out to these companies, to people who are trying to get their foot in the door somewhere? What did you
2: learn along the way? Um, well, along the way and when I get them a bunch, number one would be spell spellcheck. <laughs> because, damn. like, you're messaging these companies wanting something from them, and if you can't even spell, like, hello right or whatever, <laughs> like, probably... You know what? And
1: it does sound petty, but grammar
2: grammar yeah. yo yeah. it's huge yeah. and like if i can't understand your message and like sometimes it's bad like i've got some wild unreadable messages and i'm like i don't know what you're trying to say <laughs> try and be like as professional as you can and most of the time you're not going to talk to whoever it is on instagram like don't say don't write out a whole long letter on instagram but you say who can i talk to that involves mm. this and get an email from somebody and then you can write a really professional email and make it look really good because a lot of times you get these long messages on instagram which is great but like I handle it all for us, but all companies have different people that handle their ambassadors and right. their social media. Mm. So then you, that message was basically a waste of time, and you don't want to copy and paste it because then you're gonna be saying the same thing. Right. And yeah. so I would say probably that's the biggest thing is just be professional about everything you do on there. And the Western industry is pretty small, mm. and so like a lot of a lot of people I know that do social. Like I know a lot of them. So like if they're if you're on their team, I'll be like, hey, how is this kid? Like, mm-hmm. does he right. actually produce content? Does he produce? So like. Make sure you once if you do get a deal with somebody, stay loyal to that deal and don't be like switching every day or whatever. And uh, but yeah, be professional. We get some weird messages. <laughs> I wish I wish I didn't have an NDA. I signed, don't read some of them to you? Like <laughs> they are. And
0: I mean, I know what we've gotten just as person, you know, like yeah. people. People on Instagram
1: are weird. <laughs> People will say a lot of things behind a keyboard. Yeah. Oh. And I think it's important when you're reaching out to companies, if you're trying to promote yourself, make sure that you're being genuine in that. Yeah. Like, you want to make sure that not you sound just like free yourself. Com- I want free stuff. Yeah. 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 not being hyper professional or not being, you know. That's the
2: other thing. You have to show what value you bring to us because, mm. like, all companies, especially in the Westerns, everybody wants to be a sponsored bull rider or whatever but you have to bring value to the team otherwise it doesn't make dollars and cents either way like right. mm-hmm. it's like we'd love to send out a pair of sunglasses to everyone that asks us for a sponsor, but we go out of business really fast right. so like we have to have you have to bring some like it's kind of like the whole influencer deal mm-hmm. you either have to have good content you have to have like a high following number or whatever good engagement and then rodeo like sponsorships is a little different because and it's back to what we talked about before. You can't really put a price tag on what that is worth, but you got to bring value to us. Like Mm -hmm. if you're just hitting the local Ami rodeos every weekend, that's great. And we hope the best for you, but it doesn't give us a whole lot of reason to send you sunglasses and put patches on you. Right.
1: Right. Right. Hmm. Wow. I think if Kelly Tracy from little bees gave us the Bible, oh Kelly, I love Kelly influencing. You just did it for literally the, just on an industry-wide it's level. so
0: interesting to hear it from the other perspective mm-hmm. because you think about it like in certain ways if you're an influencer it makes sense reach out to everyone copy and paste like uh-huh. try yeah. and get your stuff out there ask for free product and then to hear it from the business side is a
1: totally different yeah It
2: definitely was a learning curve because even like when i was riding like i did this i made the mistakes that these people make and like mm-hmm. I, you just don't know like no there's not oh, a sponsor same. there's not a sponsorship guide out there like, that's saying yes, this is what yes. you should do how this is how you mm-hmm. should do it And so you just kind of start doing it and you kind of figure it out as you go. But then it was nice for me that I ended up working back in the industry and I kind of realized I was like, I really wish, like I had talked to one of my friends last year about high school finals, about doing like a seminar on that. And we didn't end up getting Mm. to make it work, but doing something, teaching these kids kind of just how to write a professional letter to people, how to reach Mm. out to these companies. And really, if you can skip social media at all and find the person's email, that you want to that's way more impact because i don't know about other brands but we get a lot of social media dms and stuff a day and some of them are pointless and whatever but i shouldn't say that everybody's message is valuable
1: (laughs) but there he is but
2: uh but like it gets it's a crowded area and so like to stand out and do both like the other thing i'll say don't give up like Mm. because sometimes companies like we get busy and like we have I think four different people that have access to our social media account. Okay. And so messages get opened and you'll be like, I'm going to talk to him about this later. Yeah. I'm sure you guys deal with we it we with your that. podcast. Yeah. We do that all the time. Like
0: Abby, did you get awesome. back to that? And she's like, I didn't even see didn't that. Yeah, And it, it gets <laughs> messy.
2: And I feel like it's a really hard thing to deal with because like, especially like when you're selling cause you don't want to ever leave a customer like on red, yeah. but like some stuff I have to ask my boss about or ask the sales our sales manager about. And so Like it gets a little messy in there. So if you can find another way outside of that channel to kind of make yourself stand out, Mm -hmm. that would probably be, be your best bet.
0: I think we should also circle back to before we finish up today like education oh we're done I was just getting started I'm I'm heating up up too I'm heating up too I have a lot of questions but I think this will take us a hot minute to get through and I'm excited about it because I think we should go back to education we
2: can do a part two and well yeah
0: okay what are you doing okay so we have a whole season (laughs) I'm just a dean just just can I just can I
2: become a co-host for the season yes
0: (laughs) we are now tri-hosts great we'll give
1: you our Instagram I went from
2: being on on one episode to being my first podcast ever to being a co-host i think that's pretty special well
1: yeah and you but i'm gonna but
2: i'm gonna be but i'm gonna be here i'm gonna you guys can go wherever you want i'm gonna be live from the pig barn i've kind of grown to grown accustomed to it i
1: mean we wouldn't it's have swine. it any other way
0: <laughs> we had just talked about the same thing with dave
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and how he went back to college later in life yeah. and had a totally different appreciation for it and i feel like the whole college industry is going to change within the next end years. years. The so, sooner system. than that, I think, Hopefully. with COVID. Yeah.
2: Like, I think that's going to change a lot of things anyways, yeah. just with how, much, how many people are doing online. Yeah,
0: right. but I hope that people are starting to be able to find schooling that is going to help their passion yeah. rather than trying to go to school to find a job a but job. then realizing you can't have that job because you don't have experience and you don't have all these other gate
2: yeah things. no absolutely we had a guy actually in my outdoor we had speakers every week and it was really cool if you guys anybody wants to get into product design development utah state has a great program and there's not really a whole ton of like composition in the western and there's a lot of hunters and skiers and rock climbers and stuff out there but in the western industry like i would, was the first one really through it in the western industry and i didn't finish it so i guess i can't say i went through it but but uh but we had speakers every great week.
1: program though well, loved it <laughs> <laughs> did not complete it but it was great program. it
2: was great it wasn't it was <laughs> for me per se just because i was done with school but like if you go into that and you start as that it'd probably be a lot better <laughs> but, <laughs> but but um but so one of the guys said like so ba- so when you're like that program like they're teaching like i know how to sew like, as a 25-year-old man, it comes in handy more often than you would think. <laughs> it was the hardest class I took in all of college. Like, I spent more yeah. time in that sewing lab than I did any other class. But anyways, <laughs> back to my main point. All
0: right, so Dean is making my outfits for next year's.
2: Oh, oh my God. Um, I was a little uneven with stuff, so as long as you don't mind looking a little shabby. That's okay. <laughs> one, I can't remember who the company was from, but he was like, this is kind of revolutionizing college. Cause he's like, normally you go to college, you don't learn really anything in college. Like, nobody remembers... What they learn in college, you learn how to learn in college. Ooh. And so he said, then that, that's what most of the time when you have a degree, like people don't care what your degree's in, as long as you have a degree, it shows that you learn how to learn. But that program's kind of innovating that, where you're actually learning skills. So like, because what they were doing before in the outdoor industry is they were hiring designers and then training them kind of in the out outdoor world and having to have them take six months or whatever to get started because they didn't know what they were like getting into so this is kind of like just cutting out that middleman and they're training them in college so it's actually you're learning useful valuable information in college instead of just a bunch of stuff you're going to forget later on
1: right right yeah. Not memorizing facts but learning skills yeah interesting because there are a lot of valid forms of education yeah. it doesn't yeah. always have to be that conventional institutional sense like we said so youtube ways.
0: videos yeah. yeah i think as long as you're willing to learn you really bring You'll something learn. to the table mm-hmm. yeah.
2: absolutely and I'm a, I'm a terrible student i will say that first thing <laughs> so it's probably a good thing i didn't end up using my degree because i i hated school all throughout like high school and all and i i was fairly I, this is braggy, but I was, like, <laughs> I was fairly smart, so I got by, but, like, I I didn't study. I didn't do it. Like, I just hated, like, all aspects of school. And it was, I think, really because I didn't really like what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was in these classes. I was, like, this is not fun. Like, I don't – why would I spend my time outside of these classes doing that? Mm-hmm. And then I got kind of into the – Product world, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I could do this. Then I got into the social media world, and I was like, I could do my phone. I have to go to Apple and get a new phone because my phone battery is fried. Because I'm on some people, my family members aren't like a big fan because I spend all day on my phone, and Mm. it gets annoying. And my personal social media, which might be why I got snubbed from the influencer deal.
1: Has definitely, Literally coming
2: back. It <laughs> suffers. It, well, it has definitely lacked because by the time I'm done with a full day of work, being on my yeah. phone, the last thing I want to do is go on Instagram and post right. on my social media. And cause that's when you do it all day and it's like, I don't know, I get so tired of it. Yeah. And so if some people right. When I finished up with Dale, they were like. Where'd you go? Like, are you okay? Like, you're not posting anymore. And I'm like, I'm fine. I just don't feel like I'm being fine. on here after I'm on my phone all day at work. And in
0: memory of teeny weenie.
2: <laughs> funny story about that nickname.
0: Forever
2: funny story about that nickname. We're probably deep enough in the episode that they won't listen Everyone
1: to
2: it. Everyone stop Well, I, no, I was talking about like Dale, like Dale, Dale, and where the so Dale actually had a has Dale a friend. <laughs> name uh dean wadsworth and that's where the nickname deanie weenie string bikini came from oh. who's a saddle bronc rider out of texas and dale was like can i call you that on camera like it's so funny and and they used to say deanie weenie string bikini what are your Wadsworth? and yeah, and very so very he very said very and he said absolutely not like no way and so i was, and so dale asked me he's like do you care I like, i'll do it. well no he's like do you care and i was like no, not really. Like, it is, like it's probably not going to stick. Like, whatever. <laughs> Boy, do I regret that decision. Um, I feel
1: like that really has legs. <laughs> and you can't... Oh, man. You it's, it.
2: You've never felt more awkward in your life till a 40-year-old man comes up and talks <laughs> to you and says, "Dini Weenie String Bikini. Like, it's...
0: Hello, Gifers. <laughs> if I could go back
2: in time, I might change a couple things. but. Did you
0: want me to sign something?
2: Or? Yeah, no, it's... Luckily now I'm like past to the point where people don't even really recognize me anymore. I was talking to some guys the other day and they were talking about Dale and I was like, yeah, like he's like I, I like his videos and stuff. And then I walked away and I was with my buddy and like you know that was his first thing and like, No way, that's him! And I was like, so I don't know if I've changed look that much or they just forgot me. I think it's the mullet, but it might be. Yeah. But I'm I'm okay with it. I don't I like talking to people, but I'm not very good at it, so I get really awkward and shy. That's why
0: your social media.
2: Yeah, I go back. Well. Behind the scenes. Yeah, I go behind. behind I went. I, that's why I kind of switched to behind the camera <laughs> instead of being in front of it. Behind like researching, like coming up with cuz we have a lot of great content. And we mm-hmm. have like a, we have folders full of them. We have our we get tagged in a lot of great content. But like I'll find these like sweet pictures I'm like, "Don't put something on here that's going to screw this up." Like, this is a really cool picture.
1: <laughs> like Which Jansen did touch on that, the importance yes. of pairing captions with content. You want to make sure that they're Well combined. Oh, it's everything.
2: You can have a really badass picture and have a crappy caption, and that picture will bomb. Or you can have a really crappy picture with a badass caption, and that picture will bomb. And so you have to kind of merge them together, and like, you never know what it's gonna. Like, I I have an idea of like one that's gonna be like a good post or like a mediocre post. I don't do bad posts (laughs) because.
1: um at at worst yeah mediocre (laughs) is
2: as low as i'm willing to go for but but you sometimes like you know like oh this one's gonna be like you have a picture with a cool horse and the girl riding it it, and she's real pretty and like you're like all right this is this one's gonna knock it out of the ballpark and then sometimes i'll do that and like you'll put a caption on it that doesn't fit it just right and it's like oh that that, like like it did all right but that didn't do near the numbers i thought it was going to and sometimes you'll take a picture and you're like this is like a pretty cool picture and you'll like i'll think of something that's like a really good caption. we had a picture of a girl drinking out of a hose like just like a little water hose and i was like i can not remember what the caption was and it was like and she's one of our ambassadors and it was like it's just something different on the ranch or water tastes different out of the hose or something like that and it was just like a simple thing like that that i just thought of and i was just throwing it up real quick and it like blew up and i was like Well, so I don't, I have like an estimated guess on what it's gonna do, but sometimes like stuff like that, it's just uncalculated wins or losses. <laughs> I'm
1: thinking of our, <laughs> we have a post about Anthony Lucia that, uh, it's of him and Lisa. I love that guy.
2: Love <laughs> that one of guy. A kind,
1: truly. Truly <laughs> one of a kind. And I wrote a caption for it that um, in my head was just kind of funny. And later I realized that it sounded it reads like a rodeo announcer's joke. <laughs> <laughs> and it's blown up. We have like almost a thousand likes
2: on wow, the one picture. Wow, a thousand! Which, um, that's, that's Which a is, lot. is
1: good for an account. I'm, just, ki- I'm just kidding. A I'm just kidding. I'm
2: just kidding. No, that is good. Like,
1: so it's funny. Like, if you get if you get it just right, then you, well, and then that's, you, that's the right. you,
2: you mentioned it exactly. You don't know how people are going to read what you're saying, like mm-hmm. because it's like it's like when you text somebody, you can't convey emotions really right. over a caption. So you have to phrase mm-hmm. it to a point where there can't really be any confusion. But then, like, you don't want to, like, over-explain it. And it's like, <laughs> why is there seven paragraphs under this Instagram picture?
1: First, I will make a joke. Then I will tell you why it's why funny. Why it's funny. Read till the end. <laughs> <laughs> what has been the
0: most surprising thing that you've learned about social media?
2: Well, that's a tough question. You're, you're bringing out the heavy oh, hitters here now. Is, on. This is This is going to go kind of dark, but not necessarily, like, our people. I, It's just how fake it can be. Ooh. Like, because you can be... I can be in... Dallas, Texas and this is an example but I could take a picture and say I'm living with my family in Idaho and like fake it enough to where and that's a shitty example but like but, no one would but like it can be yeah. so fake and you can spread this is uh, social media and I even though it's literally my job I think it's the greatest invention in the world and the worst invention in the world at the exact same time so it's mm-hmm. something I wrestle with because like I try and spread positivity Positivity mm-hmm. on that's, but you can spread negativity so fast on there. And so it's something like as a brand, we wrestle with every day because you want you representing one wrong word can say you can lose your whole following if you right. use one wrong thing. So it's it's kind of like that's kind of, I guess, it would, would surprise me because it's like that. Like you can mm. change what you do, what you say, and like, but you just have to try and weed out the fake people and that's like probably talking about with our influencer but that's something we really work hard on is trying to get people that really love the brand Mm. and that if you walk up to somebody and like you're one of our ambassadors they're gonna be in back not only are they gonna be in back sunglasses they're gonna tell you about their back sunglasses Mm. when you see them even Mm. if it's not on an instagram post or anything but they love the product that much that they're willing to support us that way which and it means the world that they do support us that way i love
0: it well where can they the people
1: listening, where can they find
2: backs where can they find so social media? um mine first because i'm trying to grow my influencer so i don't influencer get influencer
1: accounts. yeah he's so, getting really close people so help him out it's getting kind of sad and dark go give him a follow maybe I'm, he'll stop talking
2: to i'm trying to knock it snub this year um or next year i guess it'd be. Is his year. yeah i'm making i'm making a run for it i'm gonna make some t-shirts um my instagram is dean sutton 14 um follow me there and then Beck sunglasses instagram and then becksunglasses.com or at your local retailer we have a thing on our website that you can search where all of our local retailers are but but just buy it online it's 2020 it's 2020.
0: It's amazing. Well, Dean, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. This was so much fun. Thanks
1: for doing it live. Yeah, you live bet. Live from the swine. Yeah, you bet. Live Thanks
2: for having me on live. here. And if anybody <laughs> else, they ask anybody else to do it live, I don't know that I'd take it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. It's <laughs> been Zero really fun.
0: lot of five would recommend. No, it's sorry.
2: been really fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we'll catch all of you guys next week on another episode of the Breaking Western Podcast. Season three, marketing, and, and media.
2: media. Oh, that's what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs>